The Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives, Kevin McCarthy, has spoken to the media for the first time about reports saying he will visit Taiwan this spring. The Republican politician said he had nothing scheduled, but added China had no right to tell him whether he was allowed to go or not. State Department spokesman Ned Price added that the U.S. government was concerned that China would use McCarthy's potential trip as an excuse to undermine the status quo in the Taiwan Strait. Citing unnamed officials, American media reports had claimed that the resolutely anti-communist speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives, Kevin McCarthy, could visit Taiwan this spring, sparking speculation. Now McCarthy has responded directly to these reports on camera for the first time. State Department spokesman Ned Price was asked about your possible visit to Taiwan. I don't have anything scheduled right now. Okay, let me be very clear. China's never going to tell me where I can and can't go. Um, but I have nothing scheduled right now to go to Taiwan. The politician stressed that he could go wherever he wanted to, and China had no right to make criticisms. When asked about the possibility of McCarthy becoming the third US House Speaker to visit Taiwan since the breaking of diplomatic ties, the State Department gave the following response. I am not aware that uh, the speaker has announced any travel to Taiwan. Uh, the travel on the part of any speaker of the House of Representatives it is, it is a decision that uh, he or she and he or she alone uh, would make. Congress is a co-equal, uh, independent branch of, of government. The PRC, uh, our concern is, use that travel as a pretext uh, to intensify what it has been doing over the course of many years now attempting to erode the status quo, the status quo uh, that has um, uh, really been at the heart of uh, decades of peace and stability across the Taiwan Strait. What McCarthy expresses is the independent foreign policy of Congress. Price was affirming his support for the foreign policy and actions of the House Speaker. It's not only the U.S. that is concerned about the situation in the Taiwan Strait. Japanese Foreign Minister Hayashi Yoshimasa stressed the importance of peace in the Taiwan Strait in a phone call with his Chinese counterpart, Ching Gang. The British and Australian foreign ministries have also issued a joint statement that says in addition to underscoring the importance of peace and stability, their foreign ministers also oppose any unilateral changes to the status quo. Our assessment at CIA is that um, I wouldn't underestimate uh, President Xi's ambitions with regard to Taiwan. He's been pretty clear about that over the years. I think he's watched very carefully, it seems to us, Putin's experience in Ukraine and been a little bit unsettled and sobered by that as well. On top of all this, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is set to visit China on Sunday where the Taiwan issue is bound to be the focus in Sino-U.S. tensions. This week, a historic phone call between President Tsai Ing-wen and the president-elect of the Czech Republic has thrust the two countries into the international spotlight, and developments continue. The Speaker of the Czech Chamber of Deputies was recently condemned by China after announcing that she was planning to lead a delegation to Taiwan next month. 
In a recent interview, the speaker has said that she will not back out from her plans, as Czechia will not allow others to tell it where representatives can or cannot go. Czech Speaker of the Chamber of Deputies Marketa Pekarová Adamová previously announced that she would be visiting Taiwan in March. In a recent television interview with media, she was asked to comment on China's strong opposition to the visit and whether she was really going to come. Yes, I will. We don't want anyone to tell us where to go, be it China or other people. My Taiwan trip has been in the works for many months, and I announced it a long time ago. We have no plans to make any changes. China's foreign ministry has decried the planned visit, saying that China firmly opposes any form of official interaction between its Taiwan region and countries having diplomatic ties with China, adding that it opposes any political manipulation using the, quote, Taiwan question. Still, that has not deterred the Czech politician in the slightest. It was completely expected, but their reaction will not change our decision. Pekarová Adamová says her plan is to lead a delegation of scholars and business people to Taiwan. She says she is also very interested in learning more about Taiwan's semiconductor industry. Earlier this week, the president-elect of Czechia and Taiwan captured headlines around the world after speaking on the phone. Observers took it as a major sign of warming relations between the two countries, as it was the first time that the leader-elect of a European country spoke directly with Taiwan's president. It's very meaningful on several fronts. First of all, of course, it shows that democracies stand in unity and that Taiwan and the Czech Republic are deeply democratic countries. It is an exchange between parliaments, so it is not affected by the Czech Republic's one-China policy. China always voices opposition to engagements with Taiwan, conducted by countries, groups or individuals. It doesn't matter if they are official exchanges or unofficial. Their position is always opposition. And Czechia is not the only European country to send a delegation to Taiwan. A delegation from Switzerland is expected to arrive this weekend. Fines for motorists who fail to yield to pedestrians are about to get stiffer in Taiwan as early as the end of March. The move comes after a CNN report that referred to Taiwan's traffic as a living hell for pedestrians. The new rules will raise the relevant fines to 3,600 NT for car and truck drivers. At the moment, they face a maximum fine of 2,000 NT and 2,800 NT, respectively. Fines for scooter riders will stay at the same at 1,200 NT. According to government figures from 2022, 344 pedestrians were killed by drivers who failed to yield to them. And a total of 50,356 infractions were reported last year. The Taipei International Book Exhibition is on at Taipei World Trade Center until February 5th, with 32 countries and more than 200 authors and 470 publishers represented at the event. Each year, the exhibition would have one country serve as highlight of the year. This year, that country is Poland, and eight Polish authors and illustrators have joined a series of events. Our reporter Stephanie Yang was at the event and spoke to several authors and editors. 
the Taipei International Book Exhibition has kicked off. Poland is serving as the event's guest of honor for the first time. Eight Polish authors and illustrators have been invited to give talks at the Polish Pavilion. One of them is Rafat Kosik, an award-winning Polish science fiction author. He's in Taiwan to promote his newest book, which will be published this year. It's an adventure story, but also it's not just not just action book, but also sociological science fiction. So it's something which can inspire to think about our future. Here we are in Taipei to present Polish literature, creative arts, music and cuisine. Poland and Taiwan have lots in common. We share the same democratic values, we appreciate beauty of nature and we have similar culinary habits. The most important thing is that this is mother of all books. It begins the publishing business. Poland is serving as the Taipei International Book Exhibition's guest of honor for the first time. The Polish pavilion is designed by renowned artists with laser red engraved patterns to showcase the culture of Poland. This year's theme pavilion is designed by a well-known designer. The color and the pattern it uses can be traced back to the traditions and culture of Poland. Several countries, including Ukraine, Germany, Japan, France and Thailand, among others, are exhibiting at the event. This year, the fair has invited more than 200 writers, international publishers and editors from 32 countries to participate. The fair will feature a variety of activities, including lectures, performances, book signing events and DIY workshops. The Taipei International Book Exhibition will be on at the Taipei World Trade Center until February 5th. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Lu Bochong in Taipei. If you live in Jingmen and craving for a Big Mac, what would you do? Well, since there's no McDonald's in Jingmen, I would ask a friend to fly a burger over from Taiwan to get my fill. Well, all that is about to change. The American fast food chain is planning to open its first restaurant in the island county in the near future, 39 years after it first began operations in Taiwan proper. Let's hear from some locals. Everyone is very excited that McDonald's is opening up shop in Jinmen. Kids are really looking forward to McDonald's and KFC. We've been waiting for more than 10 years, but they have still to come. Whenever my father or my granddad go to Taiwan proper, they always bring back some McDonald's or KFC takeaway. We're on an outlying island, so of course you can't find every single shop here. I'm really looking forward to it. I hope McDonald's can open up shops soon. Once they do, I'll be stuffing my face with it. A shop front at a shopping center in Jingmen has been boarded up with a sign saying McDonald's coming soon, though no date is yet set for the opening. Previously, the company had said that concerns over ingredient shortages due to unreliable transport connections had prevented it from expanding to the county. The fast food chain won't be the first to set up shop on the island. However, Moss Burger was the first to open a restaurant back in 2012. 
The mayor of Prague, Zdeněk Hryb, announced some good news regarding a breeding project between his city's zoo and Taipei Zoo. Two Taiwanese pangolins on loan in the Czech Republic have had a baby, the first ever pangolin to be born in Europe. Taipei Zoo says it's working closely with Prague Zoo to ensure the baby grows up healthy and happy. A scaly pangolin goes through a routine health checkup. Last year, the Taipei Zoo loaned two pangolins to Prague Zoo, a male called Run Hotang and a female called Guobao. And now they have big news to announce. They had an adorable baby that fits in the size of your palm. Prague Med Zenye Krib announced on social media that this was the offspring of the two Taiwanese pangolins, making the first success for a pangolin breeding program in Europe. It's in good shape and the mother is behaving well. She's doing what a good mother would do. For example, when she goes to get food, she comes back quickly. She's cuddling with the baby most of the time, so it's all good development so far. The first week of life is always tough for newborns, especially as pangolins are not suited to the cooler weather in Europe. Taipei Zoo, as the home institution for the pangolins, says it will keep in close communication with Prague Zoo. For example, this week, since it's a high-risk period, they message us every now and then and we offer advice. If they discover any problems and need assistance, we can provide it at any time. Taipei and Prague became sister cities in 2020, and the two capital zoos signed a memorandum of cooperation. The zoo's breeding project has now borne fruit, bringing to light once again the close relationship between Taiwan and the Czech Republic. With the Lunar New Year break behind us, many are turning back to their accounting books to make preparations for the coming year. Some say that with the slower economy and rising prices, investing may be more difficult than in previous years. One analyst says Taiwan shares will likely stay low for a while before climbing up, fluctuating between 14,000 and 17,000 points. With a string of interest rate hikes coming up to an end in the second half of the year, bonds could prove to be a valuable asset in an investment portfolio. Let's hear from the analyst. It looks like the wave of interest rate hikes is nearing its end. It looks like they will go up by 25 basis points in February and again in March. But that seems to be it. In the first half of the year, the market will still be in a shocked state. But things could look up in the second half of the year, allowing for a more active approach. As for Taiwan shares, we expect them to be at around 14,000 points in the first half before going to 15,000 or 17,000 points in the second half. Last year saw the plummeting of stocks and bonds. This year looks like it's going to be a balanced round. They can rebalance in the first half of the year. The first half of the year can be mainly investment-grade bonds and then gradually incorporate more shares in the second half. In the latter half, a more active approach can be adopted. It'll likely be better next year. Last year, a string of interest rate hikes from the Fed led to constant losses for stocks and bonds. Though that is now nearing the end, high inflation is here to stay. The analyst advises investors to take care when curating their portfolios.
Following the devastation caused by Hurricane Lisa in November last year, many areas in the Central American nation of Belize are still under construction. A Taiwanese charity, the Happy Home World Alliance International, has raised funds to help the nation, which is one of Taiwan's diplomatic allies. Among many donations, the charity has raised 300,000 to buy tablet computers so that Belizean students can learn online and not have their studies interrupted by the aftermath of the hurricane. 300,000 NT in donations is handed over to Candy's Pits. The Belize ambassador, a hurricane last year caused floods in many Belizean cities damaging many houses. Taiwan's Happy Home World Alliance International came to the Central American nation's aid and solicited donations from Taiwanese of all walks of life to purchase tablet computers that will allow Belizean school children to continue with their studies. In addition, there were donations of items that hurricane victims will need for their daily lives. Um, Hurricane Lisa had hit Belize and wreaked astronomical damages um, on Belize, but particularly on the, uh, on the city of Belize. They will definitely use these electronic devices um, uh, for their online classes or um, now in the classroom for those who have returned to the classroom. The organizations that we've had long-term cooperation with, particularly St. Dominic Catholic High School, have donated 300,000 NT for purchasing tablet computers. And we've also asked students to donate clothes and other personal items. When the sports administration heard the news, it also called on two other NGOs. And in just a few days, they managed to raise 400,000 NT to buy football equipment. They hope that through sports, the denizens of this Taiwanese diplomatic ally can feel positive energy. When I heard the news before the Lunar New Year, I immediately contacted the sports federations for high schools and universities. They were very enthusiastic about raising a lot of equipment and materials. I hope these kinds of loving gestures will get the ball rolling and attract more companies to participate. Aside from Belize, Taiwan also intends to make donations to Ally St Vincent and the Grenadines because a volcano erupted there over a year ago and as many as 20,000 people were evacuated. When it comes to its diplomatic allies, Taiwan shows its support with practical actions. Brace yourself for a future shock. A new exhibition in Taipei takes us to the world and the future, showing us what life may be like 100 or 200 years from now. It features interactive games and artworks that highlight the effect that our daily actions right now are having on climate change. The hope is that people will become more aware of how they can take small steps today to protect our planet in the future. Our reporter Stephanie Yang takes us in for a look. As soon as you walk into this exhibition, you see a large bottle with plants inside. In this imaginary future, due to the extinction of biodiversity, people can only learn about plants by looking at the only ones that have survived by growing inside bottles. Here is an installment of a monster made out of machinery. In 2222, all living things may be extinct with only machines left on the surface of the earth. 
This new exhibition in Taipei predicts what an abandoned city of 2222 could look like and how plants may need to rely on machines to survive. Plastic takes more than 400 years to decompose. This room showcases what the ocean might look like in 2122. Then travel to 2122. A mountain of discarded plastics is piled up in a room to allow people to see what happens when they don't recycle. In another room, visitors can don earphones and listen to the sounds of the ocean. The noise pollution you hear symbolizes the effects of overfishing and marine pollution in general. Each display area has its own special features. For example, the first area imagines the world after two centuries. By creating a museum exhibition that you might see in the future, everyone can get a sense of what lies ahead. There are art installations featuring plants that rely on machines to survive. In the second area, we discuss marine pollution and how it can destroy an environment. We use sound as a means to let everyone hear that if there are pollutants present, the sound will be like this. This is also quite destructive to the environment. Here at this exhibition, you can choose a selection of foods, weigh it and figure out how much carbon is in each food. The last exhibition area takes visitors to the present day to encourage you to take action now. Here, visitors can learn about the amount of carbon emissions embodied in their food. There are also artworks and objects with labels showcasing daily green habits. This exhibition has four major exhibition areas. Through immersive works and games, it hopes to encourage people to think about their actions and reflect on how to change their behavior today. We hope that through an immersive experience from the perspective of people in the future, it can show us how the choices we make now may affect the world 200 years later and cause it to become a different world. Through art, technology and fun interactive experiences, we hope to convey that sustainability is an attitude to life. The exhibition will be on at the Huashan 1914 Creative Park in Taipei till April 5th. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Li Yi Han in Taipei.